Mary Education presents The Road to College, a helpful podcast series designed to support families everywhere as they navigate the college admissions process. Hi, hasn't been too long, but thanks for joining us for another one-on-one on The Road to College. My name is Joe Nguyen, and I'm the founder of Mary Education and the host of The Road to College. For this one-on-one special, we're chatting with Layla. Layla was one of our special guests earlier this month. And if you haven't checked out this month's episode on personal statements, make sure you go listen to it. As I've mentioned, the personal statement is one of the most daunting parts of the college application process. So there are definitely some helpful tips that students, especially current seniors, can utilize in their own personal statements. On today's one-on-one, though, we're going to chat with Layla, who is about to enter her first year at Brown, discuss how she was able to stand out as a student at one of the largest high schools in the country, and see if she has any tips for students applying to college now. Layla and her older sister both attend Mary Education. Layla came here for college applications, and then her sister Zadi comes here for some assistance with a few college classes. They're both different, just like Wesley and Nolan from the previous one-on-one episode. Zadi has an explosive personality, and that's an understatement. Zadi is an absolutely gifted opera singer. Layla is mellow and loves to dance. And so, both of their college admissions pathways were different. Zadi initially applied to conservatories. And Layla vacillates between becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Layla's college admissions experience was extremely chaotic. She was hyper-involved. She was part of an overwhelming number of academic and extracurricular commitments. I remember we would have to FaceTime when you were at school in between school and after school activities because you're very devoted to ASB. You have homecoming, floats. Since we had the float at my house, there was like 60 kids at my house every day. And I would have to lock myself in the room and FaceTime you to write my essays. Every day, I would usually start my essays like literally at midnight or one in the morning and write them like at the middle of the night. And sleep was really rare during that time. So Uh yeah, it was just really stressful. I just really didn't want, I mean, I didn't want you to be stressed out, obviously, mm-hmm. but I really didn't want your mom to be stressed out either. Your mom, God bless her, is a total worry mm-hmm. work. And I saw it really as my job to make sure that neither you nor she was stressed. So I really tried to do what I could to go as fast as we could without sacrificing the quality. And I know that really did put a toll on you. On top of all this, she was still studying for her SATs because her scores even by the summer right before senior year, were not good enough considering her potential. Um, Having to do it during my college application, like that period of time, it was definitely more stressful. If you could do it during your junior year and get it done with, it would be more beneficial to you. The thing that helped me the most was taking it every week or even twice a week and then just going over the questions that I got wrong. And that boosted my score like 300 points. And, And what about your essays? Again, we started pretty late. When would you have ideally wanted to start? I would have ideally wanted to start thinking about topics at the end of my junior year and really actually begin writing the summer before my senior year. So right after junior year. Yeah, right directly after. Because when you rush the essays, it's really half-hearted and it's a risk because you never know if you'll fully be able to reveal who you are in the essay. So having that much time before would be really beneficial. Great. Let's talk about why writing the essays was so challenging. 
for me, I never really have written about myself in such a raw circumstance. Like in school, you're never really writing about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the biggest struggle for me is being able to truly display who I am. And even then, it's just such a like stressful time because you have two essays or maybe three to really get the college admissions people to know who you are. Actually starting an essay, I was just go so scared to mess up or sound dumb. Right. And I told you, you just write yeah. a draft, just write it through. It's not going to be perfect, but mm-hmm. we ideate, we make it better. We draft yeah. multiple drafts, we change words up. Mm-hmm. And, and if an essay doesn't work, you have started so early that we could just scratch the essay. And, and you started late, but compared to probably most of your classmates, you started pretty early. And if an essay was not salvageable, then we just got rid of it and mm-hmm. wrote a new one because there's no point in trying to salvage an essay that's just mediocre. Yeah. So once I got over my fears and just wrote, we were able to actually work with material and fix it. A lot of my friends did start way later than I did, but even starting in August, I was still very stressed out. So yeah, just really being able to write about myself was my biggest struggle. My students right now, I've worked on the UC essays with them, Mm -hmm. and some of them have 10 drafts of their UC essays. And we had a lot of drafts, especially the Beyonce essay, because if you're going to write about Beyonce and you're going to take that risk, you better do it right. Mm -hmm. And do you remember those nights that your sister or your mom would drive you all the way down to my office and... My office isn't close to you. I think it's an hour away. And we'd go line by line, mm-hmm. even after all those drafts, until it was perfect. Even when we went word by word throughout the essay, each word has different connotations. So really choosing the right words and refining the essay just was completely worth it. So what are some of the specific situations your friends have been in at Roosevelt? Um, I remember a lot of my friends just always being like, you're so lucky you're done. And one of my friends was like, can you help me? I really need help. So we sat at Starbucks the day before it was due and he typed his first draft of his essay and I read over it and I helped him like edit it Uh and then he finished it that night. But yeah, it was the day before and he was so stressed out, but I was just so grateful that I was finished and didn't have to stress out like a lot of my friends did. I work with a lot of students from different types of high schools. I have students from inner city schools, elite boarding schools, small public high schools and large ones. But Layla's school is huge. It's practically a college with 5,000 students on campus. So it's pretty challenging for students to get really personalized attention from their counselors. Since my high school is so huge, the whole college application process was really just on us. I probably only saw my counselor maybe twice a year. So if we really needed help, we went to the career center. But even then, the only information that really was there was about UC schools. So I had to look up all the private schools on my own and with the help of you. But if I didn't have you, I would have been completely on my own. Right. And and that's kind of the general trend. I think not only for California public schools, but any public school system is the counselors by default will just refer you to the public college school system. And in California, it's the University of California school system. But there's so many colleges out there. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the colleges you applied to weren't even UCs. And those UCs weren't even the best fit for you. And I think that had we not worked together, you probably wouldn't have explored all these different colleges. And even for your friends, they probably ended up just listening to your counselors, which is fine. Um, But then they ended up also applying just to UCs. Definitely. A lot of my friends were really sheltered from all the opportunities that really exist out there in the country for colleges. And they did just settle with UCs. And a lot of my friends actually only applied to UCs. I think I only have one other one who applied to privates. 
Right. And you can't blame your counselors either because no, I know it's it's really mm-hmm. it's really tough when you have one counselor for a couple hundred students. Uh, the, the default answer is, okay, apply to UCs. It's a good educational system, public educational system. We live in California. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for a counselor at, again, a big, big public school to say, okay, let me sit you down uh, and then, you know, talk about all the colleges that are out there, really mm-hmm. profile you, get and see what kind of fit you are for these colleges when they have other students who they need to talk to and schedules to go over and they have underclassmen too. Uh, so it's, it is tough for the, the college counselors to do that. But in a scenario like this, it makes it tough for you, too, yes. because you couldn't get the kind of individualized attention that you really needed as a competitive student. Even if your school doesn't provide as many resources or individualized attention that a prep school might, there are still ways that students can make themselves competitive college applicants. I really looked over the AP courses that were available to me. In my sophomore year, we were only allowed to take one. and our freshman year, none at all. So going into my junior year, I was really eager and hungry to take those AP classes and really push myself as a student. So on top of those AP classes, I've always really been interested in leadership. So my freshman year, I did class council. And hearing about ASB, I saw them everywhere. I really was sort of interested in what they did. So I joined ASB my sophomore year and eventually became ASB president my senior year. Being in ASB really exposed me to how important it was to be involved in my school, so it pushed me to become a part of yearbook. So my senior year, I helped with the yearbook. I applied for the UCI Medical Center uh, volunteer program. They only accept a small amount of students, and I was accepted. And I interned there over the summer before my senior year, and it was just an amazing experience. That's really amazing. You're really able to independently seek out different avenues that you were genuinely interested in and then really explore that. And I think that's something that listeners who are going to the big public schools kind of like Roosevelt need to understand is, yes, you might not have the counselors with a one to 10 ratio that maybe some of the small private prep schools have, but that doesn't mean that you can't excel as well. I mean, with you, Layla, you were able to, again, take a rigorous course schedule, know that that was something that was important to you and learn, explore, um, be part of ASB, be a leader, be a giver, right, by going and volunteering at the hospital through that program. So that's that's really, really amazing. It's just about taking the initiative to find those programs in school and out of school. Put in enough legwork and commitment, and any student can catch the eye of their dream school, like Layla did. Mm-hmm. Layla ended up getting into her top two choices, Brown and UPenn. Uh, I really struggled with my choice. Um, UPenn flew me out to see the school, and I feel like it was just a gut feeling that I knew that that school wasn't meant for me. It is an amazing school. It is beautiful, and the campus is beautiful, but being on campus, I just felt that it wasn't the right fit for me. Right. And when I flew out to Brown, I just fell in love, and it just felt like an instant connection. I researched a lot about both of those schools to see what I was getting myself into, And the opportunities at Brown, I felt like I could really take advantage of and do something great. Right. And I was just talking to your sister and your mom, and they said that you were looking through the course catalog and you have four pages of Of coursework that you really want to get through because you're so interested and titillated by those classes. So at Brown, it's the sort of thing. So you have a course catalog and you add classes that you would like to take. And for the first two weeks you get there, you just take classes that you may like. Then you meet with an advisor and they help you really sculpt your um, your schedule mm-hmm. because you don't have to declare a major until the end of your second year and you don't have to take any general ed. So 
I'm just basically picking from a large range of classes that all seem entirely interesting to me. Like I've never been so interested in education until now, like excited about learning. So on that note, I just kind of want to ask you, you've decided to go to Brown because you see it as an incubator, right? That will really mold you into Mm -hmm. a leader, right? A leader in a certain field. I want to ask you, what do you want to do when you get older? Who do you want to impact? Uh, Where can we see you in the next five or 10 years? So I'm not really sure. I haven't declared my major yet, but I am extremely interested in politics as well as medicine. So maybe I can merge the two or find a happy medium in there. And I also really like international law. So I might pursue something in that. So Layla and her mom, and allegedly her entire extended family, according to Layla's sister Zadi, moved Layla into her dorm already. It's almost funny how the college admissions process, at least for me, is an incredibly intimate process. I really get to know the families and the students I work with, even if I don't see the parents all the time. I always chuckle when Layla's mom calls the office. She always says, without fail, This is Tony, Layla's mom. And like clockwork, I always say, Tony, I know who you are. You don't have to introduce yourself anymore. As an admissions consultant, you really feel like you're an extension of the family. I stressed when Layla stressed. I texted with emojis in all caps when Layla got into some of her top schools. I felt defeated when she got rejections. Who would have thought that college admissions is such an emotional roller coaster? Well, it is. But as with any ride, it goes up, it goes down, and it stops. You get off, you get your cotton candy, and you rejoice. So thanks for joining us during our special one-on-one with Layla. Remember, you can always go to our freebies page at freebies.maryeducation.com to unlock the full-length version of Layla's essay by donating to her favorite charity. Next week, we'll chat with Deanna and how she feels as the first in her family to go to college. The Road to College is brought to you by Mary Education, SoCal's premier test prep and tutoring experience. Want more information? Visit freebies.maryeducation.com to get more helpful articles, downloadables, and other resources. First-time clients can also receive a free consultation by signing up on our website. Bye!